Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fristo Stoichkov. Look where his run starts from. He split them. He split the C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comes from miles outside the box and then just passes it bottom corner. Love, 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 No, that comes later anyway. There's nothing you can do that can't be done, Seb. And there's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. And there's nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game, James. It's easy. All you need is love, Seb. All you need is love. Love. Seb is all you need. <laughs> Hello and welcome to <laughs> reminding you why you love football. Tommy, don't talk over me. You've put it in the notes. Shut up. <laughs> a podcast hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst. We have had a life-affirming message slip into our DMs recently and that is why we are singing All You Need Is Love by The Beatles. Seb's second favourite band from Liverpool, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> hey guys, greetings from Nairobi. I'm not sure if I'm your only fan based in Nairobi, brackets, I actually doubt it, you're not, I've checked. But I'm pretty sure I'm your biggest fan from these parts. I've been listening to Mundar for the past couple of years since COVID, when I became obsessed with the Giants series. As you should, it was very good. I had the Ian Wright episode saved on my Spotify downloads for months and would occasionally listen to it on repeat when I had nothing else to listen to. When RYWYLF, that's us, started, I have to admit I was sceptical. But one morning while reviewing contracts at work, brackets, a lawyer, it stumbled into my podcast rotation. I haven't looked back since. We were sceptical too, to be fair. Do you know what? He's got it bang on. If I'm being perfectly honest, I wasn't a fan initially, but a couple of episodes in and the Baggio episode made me take notice. Ah, yeah. What happened on the Baggio episode? It was just us four? Correct. We used Riverside, so actually it didn't sound like we'd recorded from Tommy's pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That Back to Nairobi. The four-episode run from Maradona's Law to the Hamzik episode made me a true fan. The Rashidi Akini and Dr. Kamalo episodes, though, were some of your best work. I would agree. Maybe yeah. it's because I'm African and we don't hear stories of some of these cult footballers from the continent, but they were beautiful stories and beautifully told. Oh. P.S. The singing bits during We Support These and Mascots of the World, I absolutely love them. Yes. Hopefully we get a chance to get back to Bollywood soon. And that's why we sang All You Need Is Love, because of this beautiful review from Nairobi. Um, I'm not sure I can, how much I can quantify uh, how much we love hearing stuff like this. Mm. If this is your first time, <laughs> then we might not have a celebrity name attached, no matter what Tommy tells his mates. <laughs> we don't really do this. Spotted. We don't really do this full time. <laughs> and Athletic Greens don't seem to want to sponsor us. <laughs> the broccoli powdering wankers. <laughs> Just anyway. for the listeners, this isn't all in the same DM from the. <laughs> this, this is me now. But but what we do do, we don't get powdered broccoli, but we reach people's hearts on every continent, and you cannot manufacture that. Yeah. Joining me today to spread the love far and wide are James Paul Christian Bird, Sebastian Dennis White, and Thomas Andrew Stewart, otherwise known as the Goblin. 
the Gooser, and Tankman. <laughs> Tankman. A trio of men I would go into battle with, but wouldn't invite round for dinner at the same time. <laughs> yes. All you need this is Seb. Do, 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 do. Oh, sorry. Fucking hell, right? I was interested. <laughs> you don't it. know the Beatles. No, no, I do. I was just you can't enjoying sing. it. It's quite nice someone's the, singing a song about me. The one thing you can do is the bloody mouth trumpet. <laughs> go Let's go again. All you need is Seb. <laughs> All you need is Seb. All you need is Seb. Seb. Seb is all you need. That's it. We are 4.9 on Apple, 5 star on Spotify. We cannot sing, but this is reminding you why I love football, a part of the ACAS Creator Network. Let's get it. Someone's had a fucking flat white on the way in, haven't they? No, someone else who just can't let air be dead. <laughs> Asad was there last week, couldn't do it. You're here do, today. Do you know, do you know what? Seem to be wearing his cords. Do you know what? Do I don't think any of us can. <laughs> Adventures in Clubland. Right then, Adventures in Clubland this week Indian Summers Loans and Last Chance Saloons. It is me. I. It's not me. We are not talking about my spell for Warfield. Uh, in the 90s. <laughs> or a little spell there playing with Pill Clinton at British Gap. <laughs> oh. We're not talking about that. All my time playing for Dare Agency in the Advertising Five Side League when I picked up quite a few yellow cards. We're not talking about any of those things. We're talking about Christo Stoichkov because today, the day this podcast is out, it's his birthday. Oh. There are loads of yep. places we could have gone uh, with Stoichkov. Easy one would be Barca, but... Um, I wrote about him in the magazine recently. We were going to go to his managerial career because of some wonderful YouTube interviews that Seb found. Um, And we've talked a little bit about him at Chicago Fire before. So I thought we would go right back to the start and bookend his career in Bulgaria. So he played third division football. Um, He he wasn't like an instant prodigy, um, but he'd scored a decent amount of goals in the third division, got a move to CSKA, uh, one of the traditionally one of the two biggest teams in, in Bulgaria. And his career was nearly over before it started. In the 1985 Bulgarian Cup final, uh, a violent match between uh, CSKA and, and Levski, which caused ruction upon ruction upon ruction. They both had to change their names after the game. <laughs> Such was the ferocity of it. Um, like Players were handed fucking different bands. Stoichkov wasn't sent off in the game, but was banned for life after it what? for his first oh. part in the ructions, yeah. And it was only afterwards that his ban was overturned. They People thought he was done. Wow. Donzo. Who's banned him then? The, their FA? The Bulgarian mm. FA, yeah. Oh. Who, in the late, you know, in the mid to late <laughs> 80s, let's say was still a little bit authoritarian. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were also, one of the uh, cup trophies he won three times with um, CSK Sofia was called the um, Soviet Army Cup. Uh, different times. Different times. Different times, but what he did do was, as you would expect for Histo Stoichkov, score a lot of goals, and it's safe to say he blazed a fucking trail across Europe. And CSK were in Cup Winners' Cups and Champions Leagues and stuff like that, so he got seen a lot. In 1989-90, he won the European Golden Shoe. He scored oh, wow. 38 goals in 30 games and 48 overall or something fucking bananas, <sighs> but it was two goals he scored against Barcelona, which led to him, which led to Johan Cruyff signing him. And I think you've all seen it now. James might not have, but there is a chip. He scores in a, um, a European game against Barcelona. Oh. And he gets, he, gets, <laughs> he gets released, I believe, by um, Emil Kostadinov, yeah. who would also play with him in the, that great Bulgarian team who beat Germany at uh, USA 94. And he gets released. It's a very old school 80s offside trap he manages mm. to break. And he's... 
You remember that one when the one when Maradona breaks the AC Milan offside trap in the. Mm. It's very similar to that. It's, yeah. in, it, it's not yeah. as fast forward and mental, but it's not far. He's got half the pitch to himself. He's got half yeah. the pitch to yeah. himself. Yeah. But this is the best bit. He could just really waltz around the keeper if he wants. Zuba Zaretta comes running out to about the edge of his box. Yep. Stoichkov doesn't take a touch. He doesn't go round him. He doesn't do anything apart from just fucking stab the ball and hit the most fucking delightful chip that floats over the keeper and rolls in and off he's gone. And do you know what? James hasn't seen it and James likes a goal, so I'm going to show him. I quite like goals. It's lovely. Oh. It, it reminds you, you know how I said, said Griezmann fucks it in. This is fucking. No, 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 no. See, I didn't. I... That's how you chip a ball, Tommy. I know we know you didn't spend a lot of time on the pitch as a kid. <laughs> Every game that season. Every game I played. <laughs> Little Tommy warm up, they called him. <laughs> it's not real, true. He's a real It's not man. true. Can't chip the ball in one of those big sub suits, can you? They're too heavy. It wasn't the clubman of the year, it was the manager's player of the yeah, exactly. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the club? Anyway, there was literally a most improved vote, which I didn't win. I won the manager. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Several seats. Through my childhood, this is coming up. Several seats again. Right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they filmed it on a potato. <laughs> Oh. Oh. It's not Love. It's not fucking it in it's, no, that's it's, cud it's cuddling it in I misremembered it Everything you need to know About Risto Stoichkov You can see in the, in, in the These two goals these two, yeah. Anyone not been able to watch this It's a beautiful chip From a wonderful player He's already wearing number 8 It's a A Hall of Fame uh, CSK Away Adidas kit With no sponsor on it It's like yeah. something You might turn up And just see on the marshes On a Sunday morning yeah. <laughs> just, some yeah. just some team of brickies Wearing yeah, 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 yeah. One of them's got blue socks on and they all fucking hate him. <laughs> but they can't say anything because he's the artist. Now, he gets a penalty. You never see this anymore. No. I, I, I cannot remember seeing this for years, if I've ever seen it before. So, Stoichkov gets a penalty, he puts the ball down and he starts to walk back. And the Barcelona players are crowing at him on the edge of the box. He doesn't stop in the box. Out the fucking way, you. Look where his run starts from. Go on, fuck off. He split them. He split the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Comes from miles outside the box and then just passes it bottom corner. Yeah. And I feel quite lucky in that I stopped liking football for about two or three years. Bit because of Graham Soonis being Liverpool manager and it just all went to shit. He sold all my childhood heroes. Mm. A bit sort of my parents got divorced and I wasn't really into it. And a bit I was just raising hell. <laughs> so football didn't really come in to fit into that mm -hmm. um, the narrative of my life at the time. You know, you can't play much football when you chain smoking Benson and Edges with sixteen year olds, can you? However, when I came back to it, there was an explosion of Kappa kits and shit like this. The dream and, team and stuff, yeah. But I just Stoichkov, nicknamed the Dagger. Oh. And oh fucking hell, imagine what's your nickname? The Dagger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine how much you'd like to be called the dagger instead yeah. of Birdo. Or, <laughs> or Goblin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or Tank Man. Tank Man's pretty good, actually. I was, yeah. th th what they called me on um, that thing was Benevolent Dictator. It's not even a nickname, it's just a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the Benevolent Dictator Blackhurst. Hardly fucking rolls off the tongue, does benevolent it? Benevolent Dictator. Yes. Yeah, and that's It's fine. just a fact. <laughs> no, it is just a fact. It is just a fact. You know, I'll explain to anyone who's listening to this, if you want to look behind the scenes, uh, there can be no democracy in content. There can be democracy to a point, but at some point there's got to be a, you know, there's, there's got to be a single, a single view. Democracy doesn't work. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> Reminding you why I love military history takes a turn. <laughs> exactly. I didn't used to think this until... That's, um, that's, that's exactly the kind of thing that a benevolent dictator would say, isn't it? Correct. That democracy Great doesn't name. work. But benevolent. Um, yeah. Sort of familiar, that sort of rhetoric. <laughs> and I bet you Stoichkov knows all about benevolent dictators. Growing up, uh, growing up in the I'm, block. 
<laughs> Under the communist jackboot. Yeah. Dogs it doesn't work. You guys don't need a say in things. <laughs> oh no, you can have a say. Yeah, yeah. I just won't take any notice. Yeah. <laughs> I've anyway, got your best interests think, at heart. Back to Stoichkov. Back yes, to Stoichkov. Yes, yes. It was. It's always. It's you cannot say the name Risto Stoichkov without saying brooding. So let's get it out of the way. The brooding striker. <laughs> yeah. Now, I love everything about him. He looks like he's straight out of a western. Matchstick in the corner <laughs> of the mouth. Five o'clock shadow hat, <laughs> and he's such a good footballer. And there was, there's a YouTube video titled "Kids These Days Don't Know Stoichkov," which is <laughs> oh, true. And yeah. I, I sort of feel like I'm now, or we're on a, a mission to A, find players like Dr. Kamalo and, and talk about them, and B, make sure that Stoichkov, people know he had a career before Barcelona and, and what came last, but what came after that. I mean, look, he went on to win the Ballon d'Or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him and Romario are playing up front together as Ballon, holder of the Ballon d'Or and the FIFA World Player of the Year because mm. Mario couldn't win that. Stoichkov finished second to him in the FIFA World Player of the Year while he held the Ballon d'Or. So he was he was mustered. I mean, the, the 94 World Cup is his high point and what they did. You know, they had a keeper who wore a wig. <laughs> Boris. Boris oh, high love, yeah. yeah. A keeper who wore a wig. Wedding legend. A second striker who should have worn a wig. Oh, Jordan Lechkov. Le- oh, yes. And Bulgaria and his blistering free kicks. But there was Stoichkov's touch... If, if fans of the Ronaldinho catching the ball on his chest, Stoichkov used to do that all the time. Right. But he would roam. He was never, he wasn't constra- constrained to just being a central striker. He would roam right, he would roam left, he would drop deep. He had a beautiful passing range, like a classic left foot traction engine and can open it and magic wand all in one. Yeah. And I just love him. He's the, like, he would be, if I was sitting down to write top five footballers who had the most impact on me, I would say aesthetically and emotionally and and and, and everything that's good about football as a teenager, not as a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, as that... a kid, it's different because it's the team you support, right? Mm. And you might like a few other people. Of like, course, yeah. Except, yeah. Except loves... So you're saying he's in there, top five? Stoichkov for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, straight in, mate. That, that comes across on... Straight in. The, I mean, I'm not just saying this. Sounds like something that um, one of the oppressed people would say to a dictator, but Owen's piece in this, in this latest... <laughs> Is genuinely is genuinely brilliant, and it's great it writing. It sums those two players up brilliantly, particularly Stoichkov. Uh, and I think I'll go back to my own memory of Stoichkov was, and Owen mentioned very briefly there about the Kappa kits. Now, oh. whoever went on holiday around that time to your Mallorcas <laughs> or your, your, yeah, your Mallorcas or your Portugals or something like that, you would see... Your Mallorcas. Your Mallorcas. Your Mallorcas. You would see these, shall we say... Well, hooky Barcelona shirts. Yeah. But it, instead of the Kappa logo, it would just be diamonds. But and it would have and it would either be Stoichkov or Romario. And done this was obviously in, in the days really when before the names and numbers were like a unified thing where everyone it all looked the same. Mm. It just looked like they'd done it on Word Art, you know. And it, I remember it had a box around the name, Stoichkov, and then it was these those were good days. It was also those were good and, days. And I and I did write about this in the cult issue, but for anyone listening who, who, who doesn't read it, there was it was also where he met um, Trifon Ivanov, who was the captain of the Monday oh, All Stars in our, our cult yeah. issue. And they yeah. um, Stoichkov was they were very 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 good mates. They played in a few wonderful um, victories over Levski. One famous five nil when Ivanov scored and um, I'm a- the Wolfman and the Dagger. And then when when Ivanov died, Stoichkov oh. um, played in a charity game and held his his, his mate's shirt up, and he was seen crying over the crying and talking to him and over the coffin at the, at the funeral. It's quite a powerful, quite a powerful image. But what he's also got is, and I have to say this because there's got to be balance in journalism. And yes. this isn't some dodgy views. It's his clothing range. Yes, <laughs> in. Yes, in. What? Can we do a collab play? What is? Wow. I have no idea. <laughs> Some real Tommy Stu gear, this. Is it? <laughs> 
It's a really yeah. cool, really class. Zip cardigans, that sort of sh- malarkey. I'm not. I have hey, no idea what me. you're going to. Sh- that's not me. Come no, on. it's not you. No, I'm, no. I'm not Logan Roy. No, no. He's got the lot. I had no idea. Sports suits, sweatshirts, sports bottoms, t-shirts, jackets, shorts and Bermuda shirts, blouses, sweaters, Blouses. shirts, jeans, swimwear. Oh, swimwear. Look imagine at Seb's. Look at Seb's trainers. Imagine. And accessories. In, so imagine rocking up to your Mallorcas, yeah. your Marbeys, and a pair of Stoichkov swim shorts. Yeah, so. I've. Oh, oh, I did not know this. Let's just pick one section. Where would we like to go? I think we sort of know what's up here. I would like Blouse. us to maybe gravitate towards the, the sweaters and blouses. Yeah, 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 blouses. Head in, head in. <laughs> blouses, I think, you know. I do, they're, not blou- they're, they're, not, they're, they're not, not blouses. 27 blouses he's got. <laughs> they're not blouses. He means, he means oh. tops. They're, no, these, they're not women's tops, though. They're just high necks. <laughs> so blouses much means something different. <laughs> Eightristo.com. Now we we should probably show some of these. Let's have a look at the socks, shall we? There's more them? than a hint of Burton here, isn't there? Yeah. Well, what has, what has happened? Terry Burton. 2005 Burton. What has yeah. happened? Is he these? He's either been gifted a factory in lieu of some wages. <laughs> this is. Or he's ended up buying a factory and they produce all of this. So yeah. he's just put his logo on everything. <laughs> Ooh, mummy. Is that a gold chain? If oh. someone doesn't get me oh the, my gil- God. the gilded plate necklace with a leather strap. <laughs> where, 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 where. I can see it. This is like fucking supermarket sweep for Gareth Ainsworth. This is incredible. Yeah, lads. Oh. We are looking at a sock. Hang oh, on. my God. <laughs> Stop the cocks. <laughs> Why has it got a Thank Wi-Fi you, signal in the sock? <laughs> well, it's a baggy sock, isn't it? That? It's a card holder. Yes, it With is. a card holder. In that, your sock. That's the, That sock is to sneak drugs into festivals. <laughs> yes, it is. I think it's for a knife, James. Yeah, yeah. For I think dagger. Risto Stoichkov would have kept a knife in that and he would slightly, slightly punctured the, the oh ribcages of, of defenders. Who wants to... Some, someone describe what it is for, um, the, for the listeners. It's, it's the worst sock ever. Yes. <laughs> it's black with a white um, Google... With a white Excel spreadsheet yes. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yes, with, yes. with all the data taken out of. Yeah. Bit like one of Seb's. Bit like one of Seb's, yeah. He's just black he's just blacked out all the fields and had three months off. Um and it's got a pocket in it for your cards or your dagger or your or your cocaine. Just to be fair to Stoikov here, on the website it is a card. It's a card holder. It is a card. He's also got a gold plated ball necklace with leather strap, which he clearly can't call the Ballon d'Or necklace. But that's what it is. Oh, oh. Do you know what? If I'd have won the Ballon d'Or and I had the profile to release a Ballon d'Or necklace, I'd do it. Anything to add? There is something I'd like to add very quickly, which is that uh, you mentioned about the sort of chest, his chest action just now, similar to Ronaldinho. I saw on Twitter this morning somebody had posted a slowed down video of Ronaldinho sort of juggling with his chest and quote tweeted it saying, me at my nan's funeral whilst with a balloon whilst my mum and dad are crying in the corner. <laughs> Nothing to do with Stoichkov, but a very good story. That's yeah, a very yeah. good story. It's good. It's I, think we, good. I think we should end it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Midfield blunt rotation. I don't know how we're going to get into this apart from uh, James. You got your rolling mat? Seb, <laughs> <laughs> you got the herb? <laughs> Always. <laughs> In my sock. Tommy, not you and me. We'll just have to watch. <laughs> It's a gateway gateway drug after all. (laughs) Uh, Midfield blunt rotation. It was back. It's been back. It was back a couple of weeks ago and people liked the new way we'd done it and there was um, a lot of love for it uh, here here and there. So it's back again. Sebastian Dennis White, it's up to you, brother. So let's just start right at the very top with this bloody midfield. Andy Sinton, Trevor Stephen, David Batty, 
David Platt. Woo! So we've got Stephen on the right, Sinton on the left, Platt and Bats in the middle. Well, Platty and Batty. We'll come on to that. You'd think that. Oh, was Graham, but Graham Taylor on, been yeah, at the jazz? Say, yeah. Graham Taylor been at my dad's jazz cigarettes there. again, I think. <laughs> As, as Owen says, this is Graham Taylor and this is England. This is Euro 92. This is the second game in the tournament, forgotten, largely forgotten, and, and you will come on to why, but forgotten, sandwiched in between the highs of Italian 90. Not by the, not by the, the, the bacon eaters. And the, well, no, no, true, true. <laughs> not in Copenhagen. No, absolutely. Oh, bloody, no. God, no. Not by John not. Bloody Jensen. No, no. Oh, yes, and I've had the pleasure of speaking to John Jensen about Euro 92, but Graham Taylor. Is manager of this England team, Euro '92. It's a second game. Hopes will still be high for Graham. <sighs> of this, is, this, this is this is still an amazing. T- how, how do we get on first game? This is still. Can nil we not nil. knock it? Huh? Nil nil against Denmark. Okay. This is a mad midfield given everything that had happened. So we're so we're not like I said, two years on from Italia '90, your Waddles and your Gascoins and that things are things have been. You know, injuries have played their part a oh, little bit. Hell. So only Platts, only Platt remains. Well, exactly. This is it, you see. So let's go through those players just to give a bit of background in case the people don't know who these players are. But Andy Sinton could be described as a journeyman winger, but I think that would be a little bit of a disservice to him because he was a very small, creative and very skillful winger. Did really well in West... Impish. Impish is a very good description, Owen. Uh, did very well at Brentford, QPR. Probably didn't quite hit the heights he should have done at either Wednesday or Tottenham. And uh, Played at Wolves, briefly. Uh, James, oh. I never knew this. Yeah. Do you know my thing about Andy Sinton is that for the entirety of his career, he looks like a man who um, is about to shit himself. He's got a very concerned <laughs> look on his face. Like, <laughs> like that. And funny enough, obviously, in my research, we were looking at Wikipedia as a starter point. Obviously, we go and look at other sources. Um, no, we don't. The picture of him look, it looks exactly like that, what Owen's just described. That's like, the expression he had in his yeah, face yeah. his whole career. Never but, happy or sad. So I think it's fair. But this is his peak of it. This, this moment, this match is the peak of his career. He's playing for England on a, on a regular basis. Brilliant for QPR. Alongside him in midfield, we've got David Batty. Oh. No. Almost certainly not a left winger. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> some seen as a, some seen maybe retrospectively as a little bit of a again probably not giving credit that he's that he's due not more than the holding midfielder. And actually during during this, I found out that Harry Cure did a great interview with uh, Graham Hunter on the Big Interview podcast, and actually said just to give people an idea of what sort of player David Batty was that he was Makaleli before Makaleli. David Batty was fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. doesn't give him credit. I mean, he's yeah. also star. Of the greatest ever one video on the internet from his time at Leeds in in a pre-season tournament. It might have been after this, might have been before this. Leeds play against Sampdoria. Sam, yes. Oh yeah, it's and and Batty for whatever reason just decides he's going to fucking wind every player on the Sampdoria team up. He, Roberto Mancini nearly has a fucking heart attack twice. He's that, he's that keen to kill him. Yeah. Yes. He's doing drag backs, pushing people over fucking yeah. hoardings. It's exceptional. Class. There's just, it's a pre, there's simply no need for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. in the, like, the Makita, Makita tournament. tournament. I was just exceptional. Yes. Sorry. But, but, no, but David Batty, a wonderful footballer. And fam- famously a man not into football, right? It was very much just like a job just for Just a him. job for him. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think that's true. He's just gone and been a normal bloke. I don't yeah. think he was a... a um, who was the left back who played for Spurs? Uh, Asu Akota. He didn't like football. Benoit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't like football. I interviewed him. What a lovely bloke. Just didn't like football. Just had to, yeah. No, I think David Batty fucking loved football. Yeah. Fair enough. But alongside him, bizarrely, is in centre midfield, is Trevor Stephen. Now, I used to always get Trevor Stephen and Gary Stevens mixed up because I get players mixed up anyway. But and, and you know a lot of players. They both, a lot to get mixed <laughs> yeah, they both played for Everton. They both played for Rangers as well. And they both played for England. Yeah, it was a pain in the arse. I remember yeah. it as well. Yeah. 
it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember you mentioned this before. So that, but he is also, he's normally, normally a little bit out outside on the on the wings. I always thought he played on the right. Yeah, so did I. But he, in this game, he's definitely. I had to double check this because I thought this can't be. Maybe right. that was Gary Stevens. <laughs> it was definitely Trevor Stevens because I checked. But we'll go on to this in a minute. Why he might be playing centre midfield and then cutting in on the right was David Platt, who would you think would probably be more central and that. But yeah, and obviously we. We've met, we have mentioned David Platt on this podcast before because I think again talking about the amazing volley he scored when he's training or for when he's training as a coach at Man City. But again, I think certainly in my era, one of the best players that I that yeah. I've tell seen. me about him as a play, as a young listener. All Pro- I remember is the Belgian a, goal, a, a hugely underrated, hugely like underrated. He was, so he was at Man United as a kid, and then he didn't make it. Was it? You know, he went yeah, to yeah. Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah. We went to Vancouver Whitecaps, wow. and then crew. which was a quite a weird route at the time. A lot of players went yeah. to Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah. Beardsley did as well. Did Beardsley did? Yeah. It was also brief at United. Beardsley, yeah, very yes, briefly. Was, yeah. yeah, and then he came back, and then he was at Crew. Yeah, and then, and then Villa. At Villa, and then yeah, the Belgian goal is the is the. But his career exploded after explosion. He fucking he went. He was gone. Well, he went to Bari, didn't he? And I, I yeah. and I cannot not see David Platt wearing a Bari shirt. Without thinking of the amazing uh, Bari badge, which looks just like the Kellogg's logo, but still looks just incredible. Yes. But he does so well there that Juventus have signed are signing it, have signed him this summer. So before the before the Euro. So this is this is we've got player for Marseille, we've got a player for Juventus, <laughs> and then you've got Sinton. Bat- Leeds have obviously just yeah, David Platt Leeds have just won the league. Yeah, they? David Platt, who's now one of his main jobs is to supply Baggio. So I've mentioned it very briefly, but let's just say Graham Taylor has been done, been doing a bit of tinkering. So we've got Steve Trevor Steven in centre midfield. Sinton's brought in instead of Paul Merson, which is a bit of a, which was at the time was seen as a strange move. Now France are managed by Michel Platini. Now you, you know the expressive midfielder. You know for crook. Well, <laughs> yes, post post football career, yeah. but France played very defensively and actually almost. On the, and, and England have to play them on the break. Now, this game ends up being a bit of a board draw because England aren't the most exciting, even though this midfield is playing behind Alan Shearer <clears throat> and Gary Lineker, which you oh, would think this... you would think any midfield's going to have fun just setting those two up. But for whatever reason, it's not clicking for England at the time and it doesn't click for I England. I thought they were ships in the night. This is, I sorry, didn't this, they played this, together. This is what I wanted to talk about. There was about. only a couple of games where they played. Right. Wow. Well, it was in this they, tournament. The ships yeah. in the night moment happened at this tournament. Yeah. This, this yeah. is Alan Shearer's it's his debut appearance in tournament for England. Yeah. But I also thought that they were complete ships in the night. You know, you know when you get yeah. your, your timelines mixed up with the, uh, with the dinosaurs and Jesus? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this game is mostly known for Basil Bowley and absolutely fucking nutting Stuart Pearce as hard as I anyone mean, I've ever seen. Nutted the wank out N- of him. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking obliterated him. Not seen by the referee, so he gets away with it. And Stuart Pearce goes off, gets treatment, and in that time, England get a free kick on the edge of the box. Now, Stuart Pearce's adrenaline, one way or another, is absolutely fucking coursing through him. And he goes up and hits, and they wait for him to come back on so he can take the free kick. Honestly, he absolutely hits the fucking hell out of this ball. <laughs> And it rocket. I'm surprised it doesn't break the crossbar. Wow. It bounces back out. England don't score. This game ends oh, nil nil. No. England then need to win against Sweden in the next game. So it's not a good result all round. And you know, this midfield should be doing better. You know, David Platt again probably playing out of position. Andy Sinton has a couple of chances. But is it fair to say, Sam? It just doesn't come Graham, together. The Graham Taylor had made his um, reputation as a, a direct manager. Yeah, yeah. Who, who relied on wingers. Getting the ball forward quickly, recycling the ball, get it into the box, which didn't necessarily translate as well from club level 
no, as it did to international you, yeah. level. And he was a manager who relied a lot on coaching. And he would have spent a lot of time with his players. Right. And it probably yeah, didn't. Yeah. And then he, he got... He was so fucking unlucky, his England manager. Oh, he was desperately unlucky. Sean of Gascoigne. Yeah. For a start. Lineker coming to the yeah. end and being injured. Like, it was, you know... He was so unlucky in that Holland game. I, I know he might not have had done as well as he probably should have done. But in Holland, that Holland game is... Did, you, got, ever, did you ever meet Graham Taylor? I didn't, unfortunately. You did, didn't you? It's. I, I reckon it's my great... It's never been written about. It's never, the interview's never gone anywhere. It was in the bowels of a hotel in Park Lane before the PFA Awards and or the, managed, or the LMA Awards. And Graham Taylor was in a tux. It was like going and visiting a, a fading vaudeville star downstairs before one of their last performances. And he was sat down there in his tux. And I was just in like dressed like this, I suppose. And I interviewed him and we were going to use it on a video. Never used it. But he was such a fucking lovely yeah. human being. Mm. And I asked him a bit. I didn't really want to ask him about, you know, the the turnip and stuff like that. Yeah, but he yeah. just said, he said, I didn't do a great job with England, but they crucified me, and you shouldn't treat people like that. I've never forgotten him. Fair enough. He's right. And I've I nearly yeah. melted into his arms. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. And anyone you meet who came across him, all the stuff he did with Elton, and you know, bringing him back from yep. the, the brink. Oh. But we're talking about midfield blunt rotations. Yeah, so I can't imagine Graham Taylor would have sparked one up. Yeah. <laughs> He wouldn't have done. Roll us a fatty, Graham. Carlton's about to do something mental. You're going to need this. Well, he might have done because the midfield in the next game goes completely bonkers. Carlton Palmer, Neil Webb, Tony Daly and David Platt. Now, that is a nightmare, Blunt Road. Because <laughs> he changes what, it completely. Three changes next game. Yeah, and then David Batty plays right back in the next game. Wow. So it, it's carnage. Oh, what, either way. He's not helping What himself. I love about the four names of this midfield is how inter- so English. how interchangeable they are with each other. Yeah. So Andy Sinton could quite easily be Andy Batty. Yeah. <laughs> it could be David Sinton. Yes, yes, yes. It could Trevor be Stephen it could be, be Trevor Platt. Yes, it's <laughs> David Stephen. They've all they've all yeah. got yeah. the same name essentially. Yes. And it's incredible. <laughs> They're so English, aren't they? Yeah. So, so so English. Makes you proud, doesn't it? <laughs> so English. Not a hint of anything but Anglo Saxon no, blood no, in these. Yeah. Not even a little bit of the Channel Islands, not even a bit no. of Guernsey in Sinton, there might that might be a Italian. Might be a shortened Italian name. Uh, maybe. Since yeah. Tony came over, ran a, ran a, <laughs> ran a speech up. Since Tony came over. <laughs> if, if, oh, very good. If the team Great sheet, shout, if the team sheet was handed in and it was Andy Stephen, yeah, yeah. David Sinton, yeah. Trevor Batty, <laughs> no one would have blinked. Yeah, you wouldn't bat an island. I would just finally say that anyone with two first names, yeah, the first name and surname, can't be trusted. But so. me, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got three of the cunts. Three, three first names. I know. People say it's up against the wall. It's not the first time. Seven people in glasses. We're fucked, Tom. Can't be trusted. Can't be trusted. Simply can't be trusted. As he sits, as he as he sits three yards away from someone with three first names and their name. I knew what I was oh God, doing. Yeah. I can't argue with it. I can't you argue three. with it. It's been said. Where, are you all right? Sorry. <laughs> We've just done this two minutes ago. Sorry, I didn't realise it was three. I was two. I was For me, it's a nightmare. Blunt rotation, to be honest. David Batty will be against drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The cup da- of tea and a packet of custard cream. Oh, yeah. Oh. David Platt will have like maybe tried it once. Didn't like it. Yeah. Made his head spin. Uh, In front and, of Andy Sinton doesn't affect me. Doesn't affect me. Doesn't affect me. Uh, Two minutes later, he's got Pink Floyd on. He's puking out the window. <laughs> yeah. What about, and I'll leave you, Trevor Stephen for you, James. Just fucking rolling. <laughs> Just rolling. I think this. Being in Marseille can fucking knock them out. I think this lot are a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They're all just the same man. We have our first nightmare blunt rotation. Mundial joins the dots for football culture. 
And that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader's survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundale magazine. 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundalemag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right then, 101 things to do in football before you die is James Bird. He's been wearing a fleece for the last month, so he... (laughs) He might just fucking expire today in a, in, a, in a pool of his own dust. But if he doesn't do that in football and die, what is it you want to talk about, James? The fleece was an airport purchase. He's a mountain man now. He keeps. I am this. a mountain man. You're a mountaineer? Yeah, just a mountain man. That's, just a man. That, yeah. that is where I belong. <laughs> Not skiing necessarily. James, not snowboarding. I was going to say. Is this because no, no, is this no, it's not that. It's not that. You, it's just being in the fucking mountains. Have you been is, this, is this because you turn every small task into mentally scaling the face of the eye? <laughs> nope. I, nope. James, I've actually genuinely been up a big fucking mountain with you, and you nearly had to go down because you had your uh, altitude. Oh, he got, oh, you, he got oh, all faint. I did. I did. I did. And what you did, I was genuinely concerned. I did. No, what sort I, of I mountain? Did. What sort of mountain man can't suck the air in? One, that was a long time ago, and two, it was a very, very high mountain. <laughs> oh god, it was fucking. It was, was fucking yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't scared. I just had I had altitude. No, it was, it was. I was worried for a while. Wow. I think I, I think I was hungover. You're a hill guy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a hill. No, you're no, a hill no, guy. no. Hill boy. I am a mountain man. <laughs> you're a hill guy. I'm a mountain man. I've just been in the mountains. <laughs> you're a hill guy. One hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> 101 things to do in football before you die. Squeal like a pig. Squeal, please. Squeal. Don't, please don't. Sorry. Disgusting. Scares me. (laughs) Disgusting. And shaking his head. Absolutely disgusting. It is from a film, though. It's not just a sexual sexual peccadilloes. Did you hear go? That scares me. Don't do it. He's... And my dad said, you should watch this film. You should watch this film. <laughs> so I recorded it. It was on overnight. At How like old were you? Eight. Eight. It was on like 11 o'clock at How night. How old were you? 11. Uh, <sighs> 12, 13. 12? 13. <laughs> and I recorded it. It was off ITV, you know, like ITV late night film. Recorded it. Watched it the next day when on, on half term. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Scared the Jesus out of me. Your dad recommending <laughs> it is my favourite part. Yeah, you should watch this. It's brilliant. 101 things to do in football before you die. James Bird. Hello. It is to really torture old relatives about football. Um, oh. I think I actually learned this from my dad. So, like, when when all my grandparents were alive, he always used to say, when you go and see them, 
ask them questions, especially as a couple of them had Alzheimer's and stuff like that. It was just like, ask them, get them to talk about things that they like talking about. And I think that always, that rubbed off on me, shall we say. For a recent issue, I interviewed my dad about football and um, I got him to basically talk about the attacks that he'd watched play for Wolves during his life and how they'd affected him in different ways. So he went all the way back to, to the 60s when he started to go and there was Kenny Hibbert and, and whoever else. And then he went forward to Steve Ball and then he came through to, to Jimenez and Traore and yeah. Jota. Yeah, I think a lot of people have, have, have mentioned it and how much they liked it. So it definitely struck a chord. Interviewing my own dad, I learned two things. The first one was that I'd never seen him cry before. And my dad talking about these memories of, of him being a youngster and then coming right back through to, to the current day, he started crying in front of me on like whilst I'm, I was I was talking to and this him. was this was recently right yeah 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 and I realised I'd never seen my own dad cry and that was quite interesting trod on a nail trod on a nail <laughs> and then the other one was that the other one was that you you know your parents and your relatives won't be around forever so you should sort of yeah. you should mine them for for as yeah. much interesting information as you can Content. they there were two things that I very much learned from my dad um by interviewing him the first one was that his granddad so my great granddad worked on the turnstiles at Molyneux and when my dad was a kid and he first started going uh, he'd let my dad underneath the wow. the barrier room for free and that's such a beautiful never, image for me and I didn't know no 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 all the games you've people, been all the no 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 him. people don't talk do they it's no. amazing though no no I think it's brilliant though. English people I, don't I bet talk. I bet if you sat down with your no. dad and and just really was like dad what did you yeah, no. yeah. There'll I mean, be some. Oh, your, your dad would have some very interesting stories. <laughs> my my um, dad never told me about that Busby thing until I started doing this. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then the other one was that um, when he was uh, when he was twenty or however old he was, he uh, went on holiday to Marbella's actually to <laughs> Portugal's. And um, him and my uncle, who's his best mate, they had Steve Ball caps with massive horns. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes. Me and my dad, I don't know, we, we bicker a little bit. And I think finding that level and that brilliant level of being football in this scenario we're talking about here, you find out so many things mm. that you would never know that you'll then keep with you forever. I, I will keep forever that my great granddad worked on the turnstiles at Wolves. That's fucking class, brilliant. That. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. That's also, brilliant. I've also learned from your dad that um, <laughs> you shouldn't waste your bathwater. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So John Bird, a man I like very much from all the times I've met him, uh, met him um, would, would, would reuse his bathwater by taking it outside to clean the car. And you know what? Yeah. I think that's great. Ah, especially, even more so in the current age. Well, exactly. In big yeah. saucepans. Head of his time. <laughs> big saucepans. Scoop up the dirty bathwater, walk down the stairs with it and just, and just fucking launch, it. Launch it at the car. Launch it all over the fucking yeah. Honda. No. Class. No. But but you are right. What James. a man! What a man! You'll say that your great granddad worked in the turnstiles. Owen quite often. Who was it? Your relation played. Uh, my dad's great uncle, yeah, won the FA Cup, played left back for Wolves. No, what Collins, f- yeah, nineteen oh eight FA Cup, amazing. Yeah. Did you he, know? Did you always know that? Did early I'm, on? I've known it for uh, yeah, I've known yeah, it yeah, since I was sixteen, seventeen. I think I think I remember it for that long. But he died the year my dad was born. But yeah, never career. He played four hundred games for like Wolves and, and amazing and someone else. Wow. Great, great moustache in the um, in the photo. But my dad also, I mean, he, he he used to play Peter Knowles, who, to anyone who doesn't know, was God's footballer, greatest player Wolves ever had, who um, retired early because he was a Jehovah's Witness. Um, before that, was a bit of a shagger by all accounts from what oh, we absolutely. heard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about time. Oh, yeah. Sh- shagger, shagger with a fast car. Shagger with a fast car and, and, a, and a great haircut. <laughs> yeah. Peter Knowles! <laughs> <laughs> he knows his way around a G-strength. <laughs> 
drives that Capri like it's a fucking tractor. Anyway, but yeah, he used to play. Peter Knowles used Brilliant. to used to board or used to lodge in a house near my dad's on the on the Warstones. Well, wet me like my dad's my grandparents' house, and they used to go and play. And have a fucking play three and in with Peter Knowles. And there was another Wolves player as well, wow. I can't remember. Amazing. Oh, it God. might have been Les Wilson, who roomed <gasps> with Peter. <laughs> That'd be a mad circle, wouldn't it? It could have been Mr. Wilson. Star. That'd be a mad circle. But you're, but you're right. And I, I don't have many memories of my dad's dad. Um, and, you know, him and my dad didn't get on very well no. at all. But I do, the memories I do have, we would go and my dad would sit in the back room and talk to his mom and smoke fags and me and my brother would go sometimes through and talk to my dad's dad in the in in the front room yeah um and he had, the only thing he'd talk about was wolves yeah that was the only thing he'd talk about yeah yeah and um and it's but look i mean there's generations of fucking men especially but now you know who are who bonded through football and we, we've talked about it before without without that but it solidifies something doesn't it as a yeah, there's three, three or four now in my family, like five nephews, three of Man United fans, one city. But every time I go home, like when I was, I read your, funnily enough, I read everything, the, the whole latest issue this week. And when I read that, that was the first thing I thought of, like going home. Every time I go home, my dad's there, one of his grandkids. And it's always just football. That's it. That's that's all we talk about through what is it yeah three generations yeah it starts a conversation that can then lead to other conversations I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. what's important can lead to a, a cricket, men... cricket. <laughs> <laughs> films footballers playing cricket but when yeah, I yeah, have yeah. my dad about cricketers playing football <laughs> both of them basically Ian, Ian both of them at Yeovil and Scunthorpe yeah 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 yeah. But, do you know Steve Grizovich? Yes, yes he played yeah, for Shropshire yeah, yeah, yeah. cricket right. my, yeah. my dad's my dad's quite a stoic man you know and, and when, when this can open up ways into talking about our you got, you got and feelings. Like you said, I went to a number of games with my granddad and uh, I would never really spoke... Uncle Ernie we used to go with back in the day, my granddad's brother. And I, unfortunately, he died quite when I was quite young and I never got to talk to him about that. And you do have like snippets of conversation when you go into games, but then the game takes over or the post-match drink takes over and actually just sitting down, cup of tea in the front room or whatever, right? or oh, nursing home. Yeah, I used to go and see my nan in the nursing home yeah, yeah. and I'd always just ask her about like her childhood and about yeah, what she was like. She grew up well, and you just learn a, you learn a lot. My nan, she nearly passed last year, but then she's she's good now and she's in a nursing home. She was quite lonely for 10 years and she quickly got charge of the remote control in the in the room. Yeah. I go in, they're all watching the fucking Women's World Cup. Oh, she's putting that on and all old women, like yeah, yeah, one yeah, man, yeah, yeah. about 10 of them, between... 80 and 100 probably and they're all just fucking cheering for the lionesses yeah my some of my favorite memories anyway talking to my nan but when we went on holiday she'd like you know get us to light her fags when we were seven and stuff like that and drink a martini which you know isn't ideal but she grew up in rural wales and was you know sounds like my nan but but she would we would like minor for stories on growing up in rural wales and it was all these characters yeah Yeah. people like that and it's yeah it is it is it's great and if and you know if football's thrown in even even better 101 things you should do in football before they die (laughs) <laughs> I mean that's really fucking good though brilliant think about it oh man introducing the Hattrick a new subscriber newsletter from Mundial each week there'll be three stories linked by a theme stories from islands stories about people stories about heroes stories about villains stories about love Hope, despair, joy, and of course, goals. Go to mundalmag.com to sign up to the hat trick now. (laughs) 
Ins and outs, outs and ins. James Bird, go. Oh, back to the mountains for the mountain man. <laughs> up, up the reeking he goes. <laughs> yeah. There was, yeah, Primrose Hill. There was, uh, <laughs> there was a moment. So, so for a little bit of context, um, I recently uh, went to the Italian Alps because my uh, wife's family have got a tiny, tiny one-bedroom cabin there that they've had up there for 50 years. We went up there, beautiful snow, and we went for a walk at one point and we went for lunch at this like refugio, like a sort of farmhouse place for people who are going on walks and need somewhere to stay. And we put my daughter back in the car and put my two friends in the back, closed both doors. Until And Matilda got into the Matil got into the front uh the front door of the car and shut the door. And I suddenly realised that for the first time in fucking I don't know since when, there was it was completely silent. <laughs> Oh. And I just walked to the edge of the mountain and closed my eyes for like five seconds. And I was like, I'm going to fucking try as hard as I can to remember what this sounds like. Yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm with you on this. So huh? just appreciating silence. If you can get into a position, into a place where you can have fucking five seconds, close your eyes and then just fucking try and remember uh, it. Yeah, I do, I do this all the time. There's a great, uh, I think it's Rodney Dangerfield joke, which says like, um, going on holiday with my wife and kids. And... Um, Put them all in the car, walk round, walk round to the other side. Like, that's my fucking holiday. <laughs> that's right. I don't get no respect. Just, just, just enjoy the silence. Yeah. Anyway, my in this week is um, oh, spontaneously oh. getting tattooed. Not spontaneously. As a man who didn't have any, um, any ink, as the, this modern parlance, for about 30 years because I wanted to avoid the clocks and sleeves and all that. I got one and then you uh, got right back on it. <laughs> Yeah, the, the timelines match. The timelines match, but we'll leave it there. I'm not sure yours are really tattoos. <laughs> to be honest, looks like Tom Bird's just drawn them on. Um, oh, anyway, oh. that's 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 called style, bro. <laughs> I couldn't believe how much you pay for them. He's actually, I thought he was a mate. Uh, anyway, they were um, expensive. <laughs> I was in London. Um, I came to have an haircut. Went to it was in between Christmas and New Year. Went for something to eat, and. I thought, oh, should I go and have a look in a cut of tattooist? But I never know what I want anymore and I can't be arsed. But there was a few I sort of had in my head. Went in this fucking studio upstairs, started talking to a bloke. He showed me some of his designs and I was like, oh, could you draw me this? And he went, yeah, drew it, done. Back up next Thursday. Fucking on you go. Brilliant. It's the best and, yeah, way. And now he's DMing me to try and get And this is the big reveal. Owen, take your top off. And now he's... Uh... <laughs> it's my face on his chest. <laughs> it's not on my chest. <laughs> like Partridge in his stalker. <laughs> yes. It's not on my chest. <laughs> oh, no. You, you did do a big reveal in the office the other day, to be fair. It's on my arse. We were on our own. It's on your ass. So when I bend over, you smile. <laughs> in... <laughs> so, uh, padded football seats. Padded football sales, you know you bloody mean? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, just a padded sale of football. <laughs> Where's Seb? He's there again. Fair enough. Um, Has he got his mitre delta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, he keeps trying to play rebounds and it just stops when it hits the wall. Just, <laughs> no, you're not heading it. Kicking it, you No, both. But, but, uh, yeah, oh, God. Anyway, padded football seat. Padded football seat. So I've been fortunate recently to be invited on a couple of, oh, to a couple yeah. of games where the seats are padded, shall we say. Uh, Odd prawn sandwich white. This yeah, yeah. is for fucking. And I have to say, there's you, a you... real comfort, a real comfort and, and pleasure to be found in a nice padded seat. Do you, you know, know what I'm going to say? Out. Yeah. No, not, not in. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Mm. 
I, I, I would say it, because it's more it's the Toryification of Seb White and I'm going oh, to no. stop it <laughs> well it is he I, doesn't even realise he's doing it anymore Seb no. I, am, I am I'm shocked and, and gutted yeah. that gutted. you yeah, put that yeah. in can I there's, yeah. a, there's a caveat to all this though oh. you've, got, this. you've got piles <laughs> You've got an ingrowing hair. There's two caveats to this. <laughs> the old farmers <laughs> can be proof discomforting for me old me old Aris. Um, have, me you, Aris. have you got have you got piles? Second, yeah. <laughs> have you? Suppositories are much better than cream, everyone. Suppositories no. are much better than cream. And a bit of just, fun as well. Did you not just push them back up with your finger? No, any no. <laughs> Don't you? No. Oh, I'm saying. Yeah, is... but now you've gone fucking top flight Terry again. You were all right when you were non-league. Now look top at you. Top flight Terry. It's, it's not necessarily the Toryification of you. It's the Chelseaification of yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. I fair think enough. so, Jeff. One thing leads. One thing leads yeah, to yeah, another. Yeah. It's all good, well and good supporting the women's team. They've got some brilliant players. Tell me. February first, which was uh, recently, uh, I was celebrating my three years of sobriety, and I know Owen covered this recently on. Well, you know. I didn't, few cover, I didn't cover yours. <laughs> Owen covered his own recently, a few months ago on the podcast. And yeah, fucking hell. Never thought I'd get here. Never ever thought I'd be sober. And The three Pete. Well done. The three Pete, yeah. Zizou would be proud. <laughs> no, well done. Yeah, you, you know. But the most rewarding messages, and, and you know, not about like, it's great doing this football podcast, great work with you guys. But when people say that you just subtly or normally or openly talk about your sobriety, you and Owen, that's the most helpful mm. thing. And that's helped me stop or me think about stopping drinking so i would recommend it if you're struggling um all the usual stuff like that but yeah it's been great for me and Top work happy to be here well done Love congrats all. Tommy. Well done both. For, you know and um is that in <laughs> get in oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> tommy sobriety is in yes <laughs> thank you it's a given <laughs> now uh on to the um insensitive james bird <laughs> <laughs> We've let him wank on about a fucking piece he's already had time in the mag. <laughs> Tommy's talked about his sobriety and Birdo's oh getting a pint. <laughs> oh, but they're nice, aren't they? Um, um What? Uh, James could never be an alcoholic. He's never been able to drink more than two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Tommy, Tommy, congratulations. I am I do think that's excellent. I'm very proud of you. But my out is people being rude to the people working behind the bar when you're getting a pint at half time oh, at a football yeah, match. Yeah. Where was this? It was at Brentford actually, away. But in the Are they Wolves... quite good at Brentford service-wise, I think? I, I think the service... Was it, was it Wolves fans? Yeah, yeah, of course oh, it was Wolves fans. Yeah. yeah, just being rude. Oh, look at the head on that. And they've no. got a, they've got no. a stand there with a load of fucking stinky yeah, drunk yeah. football Coked fans. up. D Darren from Briley Eath. Yeah. yeah, you know, Darren from Briley Eath. You, you might be my friend, but just be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't be he rude. He wouldn't be a friend. You wouldn't hang around with anyone yeah. from Briley Eath called Darren. That might. You got away from the Midlands because of that. <laughs> You got away, you got away, got yourself a fancy girlfriend and a different life, so you didn't have to hang around with people called Darren from Broly. So did I. <laughs> I might see him when I go in for Christmas. So, yep, Wolves fans out. Um, <laughs> to me, oxygen, oxygen absorbers in snacks. Do you know what they are? No. You get a certain snacks, your fucking seaweed snacks, your biltongs yes. and things like that. Yeah. And in there they have those little oh. packets. No, I don't like them. I'm glad. I'm, well, I'm glad okay. they're in there because they keep the the food I'm about to eat moist. But often with like your biltong or something like that, I quite like to drink them. Oh uh, yeah. Like, okay. Get them like you know like you yeah, yeah, like yeah. you drink a bag of crisps like oh, yeah yeah just yeah. Get it in and you get two hands. You're doing oh, no, something else. No. no, I haven't done it. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd die, but I don't want to try. <laughs> no, no, no. And they're a pain in the ass, and they're all over my desk. Yeah, yeah. But they look like little snus things, do they? Yes. Yes. I know. Just little plastic packets yes. in a snack. In like seaweed. Yes. Yeah. You put them in between your gums, don't you, Seb? <laughs> in, between, in between his bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I wouldn't, wouldn't. They're out. Seb. 
in the in a recent podcast, I spoke about my me developing a big love of the Big Bash League, and I ever since like I watched it when I was in Australia, I watched it all, all the time when I came back. Even I had it on my phone on my desk sometimes, and I went going, oh, "What are you fucking doing?" Put, really invested in it, really got into it. I had the Big Bash app on my phone. You had a picture with your fucking with a the Big Bash app, the Big Bash app on your phone. You've had that on there for a while. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Private browsing. I completely got my days wrong and timings wrong, and I completely missed the final of the team that I've been gunning for these whole few weeks, and they bloody won it. You weren't happy. Uh, I only it. found out on a text message from Australia so, after they'd won it. I was gutted I missed out on that glory. So you might too think comfy that... on your padded seat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely crestfallen, I was. Dates, times, and being disorganised. Seb's job is literally to be good with dates, times, and be organised. And if you wonder sometimes why there's a frisson in this room, out. <laughs> Tommy. Phone calls. Unless there was Seb. Because uh, I, I like a little phone call with Seb. We have, we have a couple a week. On the, on, on the Big Bash app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, that took back to back Paul's tall, isn't he? <laughs> Why don't you like phone calls? I've just become too modern. I like texts, I like emails, I like Instagram, but they just make me uncomfortable. Uh, certain <laughs> family members, certain friends. I just it, I just feel, when I see it, I'm just like, nah. I nah. never answer. I know what you mean. But every time I then do have a phone call for something in a work perspective I need, I realise it's the best way. People, yeah. can, people can ignore emails. They can't ignore you talking to them. I had a great call recently about yeah. an article... I'm doing with a um, with a fellow journalist who's helping me out, and we fucking talked for about forty five minutes, and it made me realise how much I want to write the piece. If I'd have done that over email, will I? Which is why I love them? this job, and I love talking to Seb about this job on the phone. Yeah, what do you two talk about? Big bash production, <laughs> production. logistics. Okay, what Clips. logistics? What are you doing? Building Edits. Le- building Lego. <laughs> Feedback. Getting get the fucking running orders. Out. Oh, yeah. Come on, give me some more. Um, phone, call, phone calls are not out. <laughs> It's not easy to produce Fair. an award-winning podcast, you know. Exactly, brother. That's why we got two of you. Um, this. Hey, BBC Ed, have fucking Ed, six. And Ed, fucking, fucking six yeah. or seven. Yeah, exactly. Most most of them have fucking loads of the cunts. They all only have one fucking proper host, don't they? So remember that. Anyway, this is reminding <laughs> you why you love football. I've been Owen Blackhurst. He's been James Bird. He's been Seb White. He's been Tommy Stewart. He's been Ed. Recorders ever at Spiritland. Monday, I'll have always got issues of our magazine out. You can subscribe to it digitally. You subscribe to newsletters. You can buy print issues. There is fucking so much stuff you can buy. We can't even keep up with it ourselves. You will have seen some of the marketing out there on the internet, some of the paid social, some of the organic social. Just buy it. Yeah. Monday, I'll have always got issues. <laughs> Please leave us a review. Please share. Please rate. Um, Keep them coming. Keep listening. Keep telling other people about it. Thank you very much. Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football co-production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White. Hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst. And recorded on the run. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.